Welcome to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. Yara is the global leader in crop nutrition knowledge and a producer of quality fertilizer products. Grow the future with Yara. Welcome from me, Ken Rundle, and Philip Cosgrave, Yara's country grassland specialist. We're focusing on grazing this time, which in some areas isn't that far away, although for others the wait will be much longer. Philip, we obviously have no real idea what kind of season, let alone spring, we're in for, but you've already been out and about this year, including a trip to Lama. What's on the minds of stock farmers you've met? There's a real um, mixed bag with um, how farmers are, are doing with regards to forage stocks at the moment. Um, you know, probably up farmers up in, in Scotland seem to be seem to be OK. But as you go further south and even the same in, in Ireland as well, um, farmers don't have um, the same luxury as they may have had in other years. So it's a real spectrum um, when it comes to to forage stocks across the country and, and I guess the really ones that the, the main I suppose they're affected um, most kind of badly would be um you know in the the south of England um even into into Wales where where that drought last year really badly affected um forage growth rates so there was some good quality but there's just not enough of it they're looking at the, the wall the back walls of the silage pits getting closer and closer yeah, that's it. They're staring them in the face already. It's very early to be well. So, some farmers are staring them in the face already, but um, I gathered that 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 silage quality, um, yeah, is 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 okay. Is pretty good. Um, you know, in in Northern Ireland, I think it's 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 as good as as it. You know, generally, it's following the usual trend. Um, I haven't picked up anything in Ireland, but um, I do. You know, Trow and Nutrition, I see, have have published some results from. Um, from silage analysis that they've carried out from the, the 2022 crop and they have seen a kind of a trend where there are kind of um, of, of lower protein levels in silage. Now, whether that's as a result of um, farmers cutting silage, that's a slight bit later so that, you know, obviously the, there's more stem um, or whether it's a, as a result of farmers maybe cutting back on nitrogen application rates, which would also affect protein levels. But we don't have that information yet. Um, it, it could be a little bit of the two. So I suppose some folk in, in areas where they can at least think about it, they're looking to get the the cattle out as quickly as possible onto grass. And that means, of course, getting it moving. Uh, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to this. It, starting times, it will vary according to local conditions up and down and across the country. But I suppose, as well as things like rainfall, soil temperature continues to be one of the main indicators. Yes, and I, you know, in the past it would have been that T some two hundred, um, but I think uh, we're looking at probably soil temperatures being a more accurate guide to when to go with that first application rate. But as I said, it's not the only one, but certainly um, we should look at it as um, you know one of the main determinants of when we may go with that first application of 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 nitrogen fertilizer. Um, and I guess farmers this year, whether it's the, um, you know, beef and sheep farmers, whether it's, you know, your more your, your spring, um, calving type dairy herds or whether even if it's all year round where maybe lower yielders are going to be put out to grass, I think there'll be a real impetus there to get grass going, um, you know, early this spring so that to reduce the, the requirement, get stock out to grass, um, because of, you know, forage, um, stocks, um, the way they are. So, yeah, I guess important to point out that, you know, delaying that 
that nitrogen first nitrogen application may not be um, the best thing because we we know that um, when the soil temperatures are correct and other soil conditions are there and, and the weather forecast is good um, that you know an early application of nitrogen does spur um, perennial ryegrass into um, you know into life and, and and start to growing earlier. Let's move on then to those application rates and times. There's been some interesting research work done recently in the Irish Republic. Yes, there was some work done in, in down in Moor Park, um, down in County Cork, and it's really, you know, the, the, this this you know spring uh, spring early spring fertilizer applications are always um, a certain amount of debate on you know the the timings and and rates and that those type of, you know those strategies when it comes to applications. But there was some um, interesting work carried out where they were looking at different uh, nitrogen rates, but they were looking at two application timing so one was the 3rd of february and the other one was the 19th of march and they were looking at then and see how much grass um you know with different strategies with those two application timings in place you know how much grass would be grown by the first week of of april so they were using three application rates they were using 90 kgs in total um 60 kgs and 30 kgs so I suppose it's not surprising that yeah the 90 kgs application rate yielded the highest but i suppose when you looked when you kind of delve down deeper into it i suppose if you looked at the nitrogen response so the amount of kgs of dry matter of grass you grew for every kg of n it was and we'd normally see that that it's the basically the 30 kgs of n rate um over those two application over those two application dates had the had the um the greatest uh return with regards to for every kg of nitrogen applied you got um, you know, I think up to 27 kgs of, of grass dry matter back in return. But like everything, there's a happy medium. And it was found if you looked at between, um, you know, grass growth, um, you know, response to the actual, um, to that, those nitrogen applications and splitting them between whether you went with say 60 kgs, you know, 50, 50, 30 kgs plus another 30 kgs or whether you went, you know, zero in that first application and all in that second application date in March, it was found that that 60 kgs um, divided up into 20 kgs in that February application and 40 in the March application gave you the best um, outcome with regards to nitrogen use efficiency, the amount of grass grown, but also the least amount of, of um, uh, nitrate leached over that period as well. So though you've mentioned specific dates there, but it's not so much the date, in, it, it's, it's whether the conditions are right at the time. So farmers shouldn't necessarily start, if they were thinking about these new ideas, they shouldn't just think of the 3rd of Feb and the 19th of March. It's the spacing and it's the conditions at the time they've still got to take account of. Yeah, good thing to point out, Ken, in that it for someone, um, if you moved up uh, further north in 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 Ireland, or whether it was um, if you're moving up into northern England or into into Scotland, yes. So I suppose that first application re- timing was corresponding to soil temperatures of five degrees Celsius, and also um, the other you know like uh, soil wasn't waterlogged. It was a good soil for, um, weather forecast. So there were other things that would have been taken into account for that first application in that trial taking part and are happening in on the third of February. So, you know, that's why the soil temperatures and looking at these other factors are important to for a, a start date, um, and that will change depending on what part of uh, the UK or Ireland you're in. 
But the basic principles are what, from what you've just told us, just in terms of bullet points, what, what, what are the basic principles as far as those applications are concerned? The main one is, I suppose, that, that you know, early on in that, in the, in the, you know, when soils are reaching that five degrees um, Celsius, you know, there isn't a huge amount, there, there is grass growth, but we don't need a huge amount of nitrogen at that time to spur grass growing. And I guess if we put excess nitrogen on at that time, um, there isn't the growth to actually utilize it. So that nitrogen then is prone to um, to loss. So the thing is, we want a certain amount of it on. So we want a kind of a small application on of this 20 kgs. But then the second application then as as growing temperatures or growing um, uh, conditions improve, then we know then that grass growth is going to increase also. So we, we, can, we can go on with a heavier application then. So it's this kind of, um you know being i suppose that our rates should take into account of the growing conditions um at the time but there's no point in putting it in, in missing out on that first application rate either because then you're going to be losing out on valuable grass um at a time um when you're trying to get stock out to grass and um, maybe freshly calved cows whether they're dairy cows or suckler cows trying to get them out freshly lambed ewes so it's very valuable that grass um, so it's important to get some nitrogen out early, but just be thinking of the actual rates that we're not trying to, we're not putting on too much. Are there any issues for those using slurry or any other organic top dressings, etc.? Yeah, well, pretty much um, slurry is a, is a is a is a very good um, you know substitution for for mineral nitrogen. So um, yeah, certainly you know organic manures can effectively replace um, mineral nitrogen. So yes, if you've got, I suppose, but it depends on the amount of grass on your paddocks or in your fields at that time that, um, you know, if paddocks that don't have a whole lot of grass on them, they're, um, you know, they're the ones to target with slurry. And also, we must remember that most of the value in slurry is contained in the phosphate and the, the potash content. So I wouldn't be putting on slurry on paddocks, um, you know, that have good... Um, you know, P and K levels, you know, soil fertility levels, you know, I'd be saving that slurry for um, areas of the farm that had, that you're trying to build P and K on them or, or on silage um, fields or, or, or paddocks. As usual, all this depends on the weather. And we've said this several times, but it's, it's still worth stressing. The message is don't be rushed. Certainly. Take your time. Don't, don't be rushed. And I suppose it's, it's important to have, um, you know, fertilizer in the yard ready to go because, um, you know, we don't know what, as you said, as you mentioned earlier on, Ken, we don't know what the, the, the spring is going to bring us, but there's no point in going looking for, um, you know, fertilizer when, um, when you need it. You need to be, you know, at least have the, uh, the fertilizer that you're going to apply in that first application in the yard and, and, and ready for going and which are, your your spreader and, and settings all set up as well. So, yeah. I asked you to revise your, your bullet points, but let's go over the key messages from this edition, this podcast. What are they? Well, I think the the, the first thing is is that we need to be keeping an eye on on um, soil conditions. Um, we know that if, if we go um, that early application of N with the right soil conditions, right soil temperatures um, can really um, boost grass growth in that early spring period. Um, you know, use organic manures wisely. Don't just use them for their, their nitrogen content, but only use them where you also need the, the P and K fraction as well on paddocks. Um, and I guess the, the, the last thing is, is to make sure that you have 
some fertilizer in your yard ready to go um, with that first fertilizer application. Philip Cosgrave, thanks very much. And I understand we'll speak again in about a month's time when we're going to look at nutrition for first cut silage. Is that right? Yeah. I look forward to that. But before then, we'll get the advice from the arable sector. So join me, Ken Rundle, in a couple of weeks' time. Speak to you then. Thanks for listening to Yara's Grow the Future podcast. For more information, visit yara.co.uk or yara.ie.